Welcome to the Pop Culture Palace Presents Podcast, the official show for the Pop Culture Palace website. Every other week on this feed, you'll find an episode from a rotating group of shows. This week we bring you Pop Culture Palace Presents Episode 19, In Memory of Stan Lee. Look at them! Thousands of hypnotized teenagers controlled by the gamesmen moving against the city's police stations. But Firestar and Iceman are also on the move. Poor Spidey. He can't find a way to trace the gamesman's signals when suddenly... So I have with me today my brother Joe. Hey Joe, what's up? Hello. So we're here to talk about Stan. Yes. Now, how did you find out? It's all over Facebook. So that's how you saw it on Facebook? It's all over Facebook. Everybody's posting about it. Well, yeah, everyone's posting about it on pretty much every social media. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. Yeah, I was at, I was at work and I got a text from a friend of mine. Uh, you know him, actually, Dan. Oh, yes, I know Dan. Yeah, he texted me. So, and then I went online and looked, and I was like, ah, oh, crap. 95, though. Yeah, that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, you read some comics, but it's not like you were, you were always a comic reader. You know, like you haven't gone out and, you know, go, ooh, I got to go to the store each week. Like, if, yeah. I'm not like I would consider you like a black belt in comics, and I would be more towards the white belt area. Yeah, you'll read the stuff if it's there. Yeah, I read comics, and I know like I have some knowledge of it, but I mean, I don't I don't have it nearly like you. If you mention writers a lot of times, I won't know who you're talking about. Um, I know some writers, but I don't know all the writers. I don't know everything. Well, I no, know no. less. I actually know a lot less now because of all the movies, because I haven't been keeping up with the movies. That's fine. Yeah. But you know Stan, obviously. I know Stan. Can you remember the first time you knew who Stan was? Like the first time it, you had a clue there was a person named Stan Lee. Do you remember if it was like a movie or a TV show cameo, or was it on a uh, something from the comics? Might have been from Spider Man and his amazing friends. Did he announce? Did he? Um, yes. Did he talk in that? Mm hmm. It probably was that. Then you were de- you were really young then. You were like yeah. under five when that was that, I think. Yeah, but I remember us watching him. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that's really, you know, for you, that was, that was really early. Because that might be one of my first ones, too, but I was at least like seven, eight years old. You were. Like two, but well, I don't think it was. Uh, it probably wasn't me watching it when it first came out. It's probably the repeats. Yeah, uh, maybe that too. But either way, yeah. 
I think for a lot of people in a certain generation, that would be their first int- introduction to Stan. To that gener in that generation, yeah, yeah. I think the newer generation, like now, everybody would know him from the movies. Probably from all the cameos he's done. Yeah. Plus some of the movies he did beforehand. I know Mallrats. Yep. That's one of my favorites. Yes, that is definitely one of my favorites. Um, What else? What else was he in? Uh, Well, he was in um, those Incredible Hulk TV movies. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I saw... See, I wouldn't have... uh... I know I've seen them all. I've seen all the Incredible Hulk movies at the, at the, at its time, but I don't think I would have thought anything of it. At, at least I know he was in the uh, trial of the Incredible Hulk movie. Which one's the trial? Uh, the one with Daredevil, the second one. Oh, he was dressed in black, right? Yeah. That's all I remember. And plus, before the MCU, remember he was in um, X Men. Oh yeah. After X Men, he was in X Men and then everything after it. Even before, I know he is for Marvel Comic Universe, but he still was in everything before that. Yeah, and he actually did play a real character at least in one movie. Which one? Uh, Fantastic Four. Which one? <laughs> the uh, the movie with the guy with the movie with the guy from the Shield. Oh, okay, the Commission. The commish. Wasn't the sh- wasn't he in the shield? Yes, he was. That's what got him that role. That oh, okay. Because oh, that, that show right. was still going on at the time. Yeah. But yeah, th- that guy, when he played the thing, in the first one of those movies, he was their mailman, Willie Lumpkin. Yeah, I, I seen the uh, I don't think I seen the movie, but I've seen the, the the clip of him in it. Yeah. Willie Lumpkin is actually an old Marvel character. well he was in definitely in early FF issues. Oh, yeah? Oh, so he got to play what character that he created. Actually, he created him before Fantastic Four. Will Stan Lee and an artist, I believe it was Dan DiCarlo, but I could be wrong, mm-hmm. uh, did a Willie Lumpkin newspaper strip, newspaper cartoon strip in the 50s. When it was timely? No, no, just like for the newspapers. Oh. At least I think there was written in newspapers. I actually, I just know there was a strip. I assumed it was in newspapers, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I'll have to check that out later. But um, maybe he did run the Timely Comics. I have no idea. But yeah, so there was a Willie Lumpkin in the 50s, and Stan used it again, used that character name again in the 60s for, fa- for Fantastic Four's Mailman. That's funny. So it'd be like, um, I don't know. Um, I can't think of any other. It'd be like the creator of the comic strip, Kathy, writing, you know, doing that comic strip, and then she writes an actual comic, let's say, later on. And their next door neighbor is a woman named Kathy that looks like her. It's almost like a spinoff. Yeah. We're just using that same character again. So he actually played a character. Yeah, he created a character he created. That was one of the few cameos I know that wasn't just a random guy. Most of the time, he's just somebody random. Yeah, like a general or just guy drinking soda. Yeah, I'm a little sad. He probably was. Like, would you say, from what I know, he's got to be the uh, the most influential guy in comics. Because I know other people like he co he co created most of the characters with Jack Kirby and In- and then Spider Man with D- Steve Ditko. Yeah. Well, who else did he do with Steve Ditko? Uh, Spider Man and Doctor Strange are the big ones. 
I mean, he probably was the most important person, not because of who he created, because other people have created things, uh, characters too. Um, yeah, with him. Because of the way he changed the, the comic books and made it for more for adults and changed the way, uh, you know, how, how you look, how the characters were, you know, made it more adult-like. Yeah, or at least more acceptable for older people. Yeah, and then also probably the biggest person in trying to get it into a big, um, get it more mainstream, putting oh, it yeah. on tunes and movies and stuff. Yeah, he, he was just the face of it, getting it out there, and let's face it, everyone seems to like him. Yeah. Even if you don't care about that, you like Stan. He's very uh, energetic and uh, and positive. Yeah. So, I mean, you should be sad because... He got to do exactly what, you know, he set out to do. You know, he... Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's sad he's dead, but, you know, we knew that was going to happen. I think it's a different sad. Like, I think of, like, someone who dies when they're a lot younger. It's sad because it's so tragic in a way that, like, all the stuff they could have done, they're not going to be able to do now. Or all yeah. the stuff they wanted to do. But for someone like like him, it's more sad in the fact of, it's not that he didn't get to live a full life. It's not that he didn't get to do all these great things or accomplish these things. It's that we have to live in a world without him. Yeah. Well, also, he he could have done more. Actually, I watched the documentary, and that was the last thing it said in the documentary. He goes, I have everything I want. The only thing I don't have is time. You know, he's doing everything he, he always wished to be doing. Like, he wanted, always wanted to make those characters huge. And... He's playing, he's in movies, which he always wanted to do movies. So he, he, they're making him, you know, he's a big star now. Everybody loves him more than ever before. Everybody loves him. And he's doing like, he's doing, he's in all the movies. It takes up all of his time. Uh, even though it's just like a 30 second clip, you know, it takes up all his time to fly all over these places to do these roles. Oh, yeah. At that age, you know, everything takes longer. Yeah. So he was, you know, the only thing is, I mean, it's sad that he couldn't do more. But still, he from from where he started from and w- what he's done, it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I'm sure you know more than I do about uh, not all these uh, these famous writers and creators, comic book creators have this this uh, happy ending that he did. No, no, definitely not. Right? Like, a bunch of them died uh, poor. Well, yeah, there's that, and there's also, um, like, Bill Mantlo. He wrote a, buff, a bunch of stuff in the 70s and 80s. He, he actually created Rocket Raccoon. Oh, yeah? He was hit by a car early 90s, and he has brain damage ever since. Oh, man. So. And then, uh, not Bob Kane, but the other guy who created Batman, the one Bill who Finger. got no record. Who? Bill Finger. He's dead, right? Oh, he died in the 60s, yeah. Never got any recognition. Not for that, no. The only recognition he really, really got back when he was alive was he wrote an episode, or I guess you could say two episodes, of the TV show, the Adam West one. Oh, that works. And his uh, name came first on it. Oh, there you go. But that's not the same thing. That's not the same thing as creating Batman. Yeah. But she gets credit for now. Did you see that special on Hulu, by the way? I don't think I don't think I seen it or I only saw a part of it. But basically, 
did he co-create Batman with Bob Kane or he created Batman? Bob Kane created Batman. It was a guy who had a cape and a red costume. Oh, and he did he did everything else. He pretty much I mean Bob Kane created Batman technically, yes. Bill Finger created everything that you assume with Batman. You know, he created a lot of stuff about the costume and the Joker and Robin and the Batcave and the Bat... Like, you know, without what he did, there would be a Batman, but it would be nothing like what you think of. So at the very least, you could say that he co-created Batman with... Yeah, like you could say Bob Kane was a creator, he was a co-creator. You know, give him a little less credit, but still credit, because it was definitely required and needed. Yeah. Like a lot of people say that, for instance, uh, they'll credit Fabian Nicienza as a writer and Rob Liefeld as creating Deadpool. It's like, yes, Rob Liefeld created Deadpool, the image and the way he acts, like the way he moves and stuff, what he looks like. But Fabian Nicienza is the one who's credited with the personality. Which is usually the most important part. Well, you both, you need both. Yeah. I mean, like the thing, let's bring back to Stan Lee. You know, I'm sure all the visual for the thing was created by Jack Kirby. And let's face it, the thing looks pretty awesome. But that's only half the awesome. The other half is the fact of the way the thing talks. That was Stephen. I mean, uh, Stanley. Stanley. Stephen. (laughs) I didn't know that his that's not his actual name. Yeah, his name is Stanley Martin Lieber. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, he was using a fake name for comics back in the day. He lied to me. He lied to us all. There's no truth in this. <laughs> yeah, it said he was receiving his real name for the great, you know, a real novel. Yeah. Well, because remember back then it was like, oh, you write comics. Uh, OK, so you, you know, you want to make children kill people. Got it. You're horrible. Per- you're horrible. You know, he didn't want to tell people he wrote comics. <laughs> you know, he would say like people, we'd be at parties and tell people I write comics and they look at me like I was diseased. Yeah. So, That's cool. Yeah. Isn't that cool? He changed he changed it all around. Yeah. Now now people in their thirties and forties, like you and me, are reading comic books. What? No. Really? Yeah. 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 In fact, his brother wrote for Marvel too. His I think his brother's still alive. I'm assuming his brother's younger. If you're ever reading old Marvel stuff and you see the name Larry Lieber, that's his brother. Oh. What do you write? He just wrote a bunch of stuff in the early Marvel, like, you know, some um, probably like I, I think he did some Iron Man. Cool. And other stuff, you know, whatever was needed. Because remember, back in the 60s, it was he was writing everything. You know, every time they came up with a new series, he was writing it. So it was him, Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko. Those well, are the main ones. Those are the main ones, right? At the very beginning, at least. I mean, early on, you did have a few other people. Uh, Daredevil was created by Stanley and Bill Everett. Mm-hmm. Bill Everett uh, co-created was the creator of Submariner, Namor. Oh, okay. So he's he was around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Submariner is nineteen thirty nine. Yeah. So he created Daredevil. I didn't. You know what? What I did not know was I did not know that uh, Stanley wrote some uh, Captain America when he was in Timeline. Yeah, that's his first credited work. He did uh because back then, to be able to ship them cheaper, they had to be like to be able to ship them out. Like they could say magazine rate or you know the special magazine rate. They had to have like a page or two of text story of text, mm-hmm. like not comics, but it actually would just be written word. So they all those golden age books always had like 
at least two one to one to two pages of a, a, a little text story, mainly just because they had to have that for the sh- cheap shipping. Oh, so he just he wrote stories without any of the artwork. At well, all. at least that that's his first. I mean, I'm sure he did other ones, but yeah, that's his first credited work is that he wrote a Captain America story. Cool. From what I've heard about it, they're like, just write something real quick. Uh, something on that where they're saying uh, nobody reads that anyway. Yeah. I mean, of okay, course, who's I'm gonna sure... read a comic book without pictures. Yeah. I mean, of course, I'm sure a lot of people have read that one specifically. Well, now, yeah. I mean, afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, no, he was there. He he was there since the beginning. He was there in Timely, working for Timely back in the very early days. He was born in 22, so. He would have been 17. That's just, wow. Could you imagine all, you can think about all the changes just for comics, not forget the world, but just for comics that happened. And he starts there at 17, and he's pretty much there to the end. Yeah. Could you imagine at whatever job you had at 17 that you would be working in that one way or another till you were 95, basically? No. And it would make you famous? I pushed carts at 17. Well, what was that, Wegmans? Yeah, no, A&P. A&P. Well, maybe you would end up like the you know CEO of A&P. Because, I mean, he was just the office boy. It's not like copy boy. It's not like he was, you know, guy in charge. Yeah. At least not right away. <laughs> I think he was, became the guy in charge because all the other people left. Because he was a go-getter. Well, he was there. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a little depressing seeing that Avengers 4 movie with his last cameo. So I guess based on the way you're watching those movies, you got plenty of time. i got plenty of time, yeah. Have you seen Infinity War yet? No. Oh, God. What's the last one you saw? Uh, Guardians 2. Okay. So you're somewhat near. You still have to watch Hulk or Thor. I've seen Thor. I liked it, but I don't remember it. I gotta watch it again. <laughs> oh God! It's all right. It's plenty of time. Yeah. Can you think of any Stanley comics you've read that you like? The you think of anything pops in your head? I mean, I know I read. Uh, I've read uh, all the the old X Men comic books. Oh, okay, yeah, and he wrote like the first twenty issues of that. Yeah, I read all those. Um, I mean, yeah, they were good. Yeah, that's not his best work. I would say if you want to read older Stanley Marvel, you know, the good Stanley stuff, you want Fantastic Four 51 especially. Mm-hmm. Or, and this one probably more likely for you than Fantastic Four, pretty much most of Spider-Man. I know I've read all Spider-Man, all the, because uh, remember those books that you bought? That's where I read it from. Oh, the Marvel Masterworks? Yeah, you had the X-Men and you had the Spider-Man. I read all those. Yeah, because the X-Men had like the first 20 issues and Spider-Man, I had like the first one that the first 10. They said, oh uh, yeah, they said basically like Peter Parker was based on uh, Stan Lee. Possibly. What they were saying. Oh, who's that? His wife. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess that's a person who would know. Yeah. I liked X-Men, though. I did like... I liked X-Men, the, uh... Well, no, it's not that it was bad. It just wasn't as... Going by the that stuff he did for Marvel back then, X-Men is not, like, the the top one. You know, the, no. best, the best work. But it did, 
I mean, it's a good start for X Men. Even looking at it, even where they are now, like it's still it set everything up to where. I mean, they didn't really go changing anything around too much. Like Cyclops is still Cyclops. His personality is the same. All their personalities are the same. Yeah, the basis of them. Yeah. That's for most of them, basically. I mean, whatever changes they've made to them, that core is still there. Yeah. All right, any final things you want to say about Stan? No, I think that's it. Anything else? I mean, anything you want to tell me? To say? Yeah. No, no. No, I just wanted to know. That's all That's all this was supposed to be. This is what I did with the other guys. Just kind of, just a little chat about him. Yeah, but no, I think, I mean, I, I not, to, I mean, I, I definitely think he's, from, from what I know, I think he, he's the, the, the most influential person in comic books. From what I said, and also because he probably, it's probably him, the way he changed comic books to have for, uh, uh, older people, for not to be just for kids, for young adults, which is probably what inspired all the next generation of comic book uh, writers to come in. Does that make sense? Yeah, it actually does. No, that's true. He, I mean, his books were those, those Marvel books were really became popular on college campuses, which was kind of like crazy back then. It was crazy. Well, it was, it was weird. I mean, most comics were assumed to be for like you know, ten to twelve year olds. Oh, yeah. Now he changed it where all these uh, young adults are reading it, right? Yeah. And so, and they took it, I mean, you could definitely say that the next generation took what Stan Lee did and ran with it, even uh, made comic books even more interesting. Yeah, definitely. But none of that probably would have happened without him, so. Or at least it didn't happen until him, really. Yeah, it di- it didn't happen, nah, yeah. No one was doing that, and, you know, he, he did definitely make that happen. Which is why we get to waste our time doing this, thanks to yeah. Stan. Tribute to Stanley, which is with his best cameo as Mallrats, definitely. Yeah, I agree. Which is just funny at the time when they did that movie, I was wondering like, how did they get him? Because in my in my head, Stanley was um, like a billionaire at that time. Hmm, I don't know what he had. If he had, how much I don't he think had. he had much. I mean, you know, I don't think he ever. I mean, I'm sure he's. I know he's a millionaire. I'm sure, but. I mean, he's not ultra, ultra rich. No, but he's wealthy enough. Yeah, he's wealthy. Just to see a low-budget movie get Stan Lee. I didn't realize that people weren't really... It wasn't that hard to get him in a movie. Too bad we weren't making movies. We could have had him in something. Yeah, well... I don't know if he would... (laughs) I don't know if he'd go that low-budget. He was in Mallrats. Yeah, by the guy who made Clerks. <laughs> I know. Me, I mean, I'm making a joke. Yeah. You're like, you wouldn't go that low budget. I'm like, wait, is it mole rats? It was a bad joke. I'm going to edit that. Very funny. I'm going to edit. I'm going to edit that out. Edit all of it out. <laughs> Which means I'm not editing it out. <laughs> Welcome back to the Baxter, Dr. Richards. I've got the usual for you. Good to have you back, sir. Thanks, Bruce. Our last episode, episode 18, was part of the Best Event Ever crossover, and we covered The Ray, number 19. The post about that episode on Facebook was liked and shared by Justin Lesniak, Laura Campbell-Kennison, Sherry Fairchild, Joe Sedano, Darren and Ruth Sutherland, Michael Lane, Pat Sampson, 
Mike Peacock, Bill Bear, Gene Hendricks, and Michael Allen Carlisle. On Twitter, it was retweeted and liked by Rolled Spine Podcasts, Between the Pages, Comics Couplets, ITG Gram, It's Always Funny in Philly, Justin the Buck, Blood and Black Rum, The Hoopers, Coffee and Comics, Captain Outrageous, Georgina Black, Comics in the Golden Age, and Jenna Rissman. Don't forget to also check out our homepage, thepopculturepalace.com. Follow us on Twitter at the PC Palace and on Facebook. Just type Pop Culture Palace in the search box. Also, please go check out my other show, Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. Our most recent episode, number 85, was also a Stanley episode with Paul Showens from Geek Pod and one of my regular podcasting partners, Brian Zeno. And finally, you can also send us an email at thepalaceofpopculture at gmail.com. I'd like to hear your thoughts about Stan Lee. Where did you first encounter him? What are some of your favorite Stan Lee written stories? Or your favorite cameos of him? Send it in, let me know. Hi, I'm John Wilson. And I'm Michael Kaiser. And we're the hosts of the podcast Make Ours Marvel. You know, here we are in 2018, 10 years into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, can you believe we live in a world where everyone's old Aunt Petunia knows who Iron Man is? It's crazy, right? So, to celebrate, we're on a mission to explore the roots of the Marvel Universe. You know you've thought about it. Some of you may have even done it. And now we're going to do it, too. We're diving back into the long boxes of Marvel's history and podcasting our way through the whole universe. All of it. Every superhero issue. And, if I can convince Mike, we'll even do Sergeant Fury. And it's not going to be one issue per episode. That'd take forever. (laughs) It's still going to take forever. But no, we're going to talk about as many comics as we can in an hour. Yep, an hour and, you know, maybe a little change. Every week, Marvel Comics. So it'd be super cool if you came along for the ride. Look for us every Friday at MakeOursMarvel.com. That's MakeOursMarvel.com. Or on iTunes and all the other usual podcasty places. And if you want to read along with us and send us your thoughts, we might even read emails. So until Avengers Infinity War gets a spin-off Warlock and the Infinity Watch TV show... Make ours marvel. All right. Well, thank you for joining me on this little, like I said, little tribute, little Irish wake. Yeah, and stay it? tuned because I'm coming back. Right? Sure. Coming back. Oh, yeah, you are. To the other show. Yeah. Yeah. Be there any second. Like Joe said, he will be back. Maybe on here, but definitely on my Adam Warlock Thanos show. As for Stan, I think he's going to live on for a long time. The characters he helped create are going to go on for years. With new generations, falling in love with them, inspired by them, taught by them. Just like us. So face front true believers... Music for this podcast was Going Higher, provided by royalty-free music from bensound.com.
Look at that couple. Boy, they sure seem to be in love, huh? You know, what's with that? That's the second time you've commented on couples in love. Well, I, I like that sort of thing. Tell me, do you have a girlfriend, Brody? Had one. We just broke up. The thing. Is this dork made of orange rock like the rest of his body? <laughs> it's a superhero secret. Tell me, Brody, uh, why did you and your girlfriend break up? She was a pain in the ass. She wanted me to be this typical boyfriend guy. Said I was too into my own world of comics and all. Yeah, I can relate. There was a time when it was all about comics for me, you know? I, I had a girl probably the same as yours. She always complained that I spent too much time with my own comics. And, uh... Eventually, we broke up. See, what did she know? Here you are now, a legend in the field. Probably had a slew of women since her, am I right? Oh, lots of women. Jagger and me, we had a running contest to see who had the most. Matter of fact, last time I looked, I was way ahead. Damn, that's hot! But I never forgot that girl. Well, did you ever get back together with her? One day, I found out she got married. I had blown it. I had uh, missed my window. No way. What'd you do? I went on with my life. I created some special new superheroes. Uh, they were characters that reflected my own heartbreak and my own regrets. How so? Dr. Doom wears body armor to conceal his own mangled form, right? Yeah. Okay. That was me beneath the armor. The Hulk. A normal guy one minute, a rage of emotions the next. Just like me, when I thought about what I'd given up. So you created each character as a way to deal with your one big regret. Yeah, the girl that got away. Look, do yourself a favor, Brody. Don't wait, because all the money, all the women, even all the comic books in the world, they can't substitute for that one person. I don't know, all the comics in the world? Trust me, true believer. Well, good talking to you. Keep up all the good work. You keep reading them. I'll keep writing them. Hey, Stan. Yeah? She really meant that much to you? Brody, I'd give it all up. All of it. For just one more day with her. Take care. Hi. Hey, you know, I think he bought it. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. What kind of story did you give him? Oh, it was the vulture soliloquy, you know, from the Spider-Man anniversary issue. Love be a vulture tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough, Mr. Oh, forget it. But, you know, I think you ought to get him some help. He seems to be really hung up on superhero sex organs. But, you'll have grow it. Okay. So I have with me today my brother... Whoa. That was weird. I heard myself echoing for a second. Yeah, I heard it, too. All right, let's try again.